Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we come before you today. We thank you that you have promised to be with us. That you truly are Emmanuel. God with us. Thank you, Lord, for entering into this world. Thank you, Lord, for living among us. Thank you for going to the cross, dying for us, shedding your blood to wash away our sins. Thank you for your resurrection. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your presence now. So I pray now that you would give us your spirit, that we would, uh, that we would hear, not just with our ears, but with our hearts. And we ask, Lord, that by your Holy Spirit, we would be transformed into the people that you have called us to be. It's all by your grace and mercy, Lord. We deserve none of this. So, Lord, we thank you. And all of God's children said, amen. Our reading today is from Matthew chapter 1, beginning with the 18th verse. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his, that is Jesus' mother Mary, had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Contained within the, the narrative of Jesus' birth, we're given the story of Joseph. Of Joseph, who's brought to believe in Jesus as Messiah and Savior. He's brought to believe before Jesus was born. Before Jesus was born. Were there any other believers before this point? Well, Joseph wasn't the first to trust in the Savior before he was born. When you read your Old Testament, we read of countless saints who believed in the promise of a coming Savior. You see, in the Old Testament, there was... There were prophecies given that foretold the coming of Messiah, of the Savior, of Jesus. And it was their faith in the Old Testament of the one promised to come that saved them. So they too were saved by faith alone. Faith in the promise 
of a coming Savior. So Joseph wasn't the first to trust in the Savior before he was born. We believe in salvation through faith alone in Jesus, the Messiah. The people who lived before the coming of Jesus also had faith in the promise of the Savior to come. So the Old Testament was full of believers awaiting, expecting, longing for Messiah. It could be actually in the Old Testament that the first person to have faith in the coming Savior, the first person to believe in Jesus was Eve in the garden. After the serpent had deceived them, after they chose to sin, because she was the first to be given this promise the promise of a Messiah, that the seed of the woman would crush the head of Satan. But Eve didn't fully understand. Old Testament believers didn't fully understand. They knew and they had faith in the coming Savior, but they didn't, they didn't completely get it. No one fully understood. And we don't fully understand either you see this is the nature of sin sin clouds our hearts and our minds and it isn't until the holy spirit gives us faith through the word that our eyes are open and we believe in jesus as savior St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13 about our eyes not being fully opened. He says, for now we see in a mirror dimly. For now we see in a mirror dimly. But then when we are with Jesus in glory, but then face to face. Paul says, now I know in part he says, I only know, I only get part of it, but then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So Eve didn't quite get it. Joseph didn't quite understand, and neither do we. We still are looking in a mirror dimly at the, at the glory and the majesty and the power of who Jesus is is and our eyes are completely closed until we receive the holy spirit through the word you see paul also says in first corinthians and 214 he says that the natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of god for they are folly to him so this is the world that we're living in when we talk about jesus when we talk about the prophets when we talk about the virgin birth and the death and the resurrection of jesus christ the world hears that message and they say that it is foolishness it is foolishness for they are folly these these things of the spirit are folly to him and the natural person is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned or they're spiritually understood. It is only through the Holy Spirit 
that our eyes are opened so that we can see, but then when we see, we only see dimly as in a mirror. You see, humanity is broken. Humanity needs a savior. Did you know that that's what Christmas is about? Christmas is about the brokenness of humanity and a savior who is sent to save us. So the brokenness of our human nature is seen in in Joseph, the one betrothed to Mary, to Mary who is the mother of Jesus. Joseph didn't get it. He didn't get it until he was given faith by the word from an angel in a dream. Human brokenness. Joseph didn't get it and we don't either. You see, Joseph used his reason uh, to try to determine that Mary was pregnant. And if Mary's pregnant, he's thinking in his mind, she must have been with another man, right? You see, Joseph knew where babies come from. And, and Joseph knew that, that he wasn't Mary's baby's father. He didn't know. He didn't get it. Joseph said, you know, I know where kids come from. And I know that I'm not the father of that baby. Joseph didn't have eyes of faith to see, to believe, and to trust that the child conceived in Mary's womb was of God. We confess We say this, I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him, but the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel. You cannot by your own reason or strength believe. It is only when God by his spirit brings you the word of the gospel that faith is created within your heart. So if you come to the point of of humble acknowledgement, have you come to know that you are broken under sin and that the only hope you have is outside of yourself, outside of your own strength, outside of your own ability to figure things out? Have you come to the point where you've said, I don't get it? And I don't have the strength to believe it. So I trust in the Lord. I trust in the Lord that he will give me faith through his word to believe. See, I'm so thankful that God doesn't leave us in our broken state of sinfulness. He doesn't leave us out in the cold. God sends us his word. And for Joseph, God's word came through a dream. For us, his word came through the mouth of a servant of Christ, another believer shared with you the gospel of Jesus Christ. Maybe it was your parents or a grandparent or a friend or a neighbor. Somebody came and brought to you the word of the gospel and because the gospel has come to you, the Holy Spirit has given you faith. Joseph's word came in a dream. 
Dreams really are not the typical are not the typical way in which God speaks to us. God speaks through his word, the Bible. But at times, God will use dreams to communicate his word. Did you know that this is true of many Muslims? Darren Carlson, Christian author, leader, and PhD of the London School of Theology, tells of a Persian Muslim's conversion through a dream. During the night, he saw someone dressed in white, raise his hand and say, stand up and follow me. The Persian man said, who are you? The man in white replied, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the way to heaven. No one can come to the Father except through me. This was through a dream. He began to ask the Persian pastor, who, who is he? What am I going to do? Why did he ask me to follow him? How shall I go? Tell me. In response, the pastor held out his Bible and asked, have you seen this before? Have you seen this before? The Muslim replied, no, I haven't. Do you know what this is? The Muslim replied, no, I don't. The pastor then opened to the book of Revelation. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. This Muslim man started crying and said, how can I accept him? And how can I follow him? So the pastor led him in prayer and peace came over him. The pastor then gave the man a Bible and told him to hide it since the Muslims in the camps could cause him trouble. The man replied, the Jesus that I met today, he's more powerful than the Muslims in the camp. He left and an hour later returned with 10 more Persians and told the pastor, these people want a Bible. No one had to teach him an evangelism strategy. Research has been done of Muslims who have converted, and about a third of them, a large part of their conversion to Christianity is due to dreams, to dreams about Jesus, dreams of scriptures that they have never heard before. So the angel comes to Joseph in a dream and reveals to Joseph the identity of the baby. You see, God has a plan. God's plan is salvation. He'll get it done. He doesn't need Maple Park Church. He doesn't need me and he doesn't need you. He'll accomplish his mission his way. But the good news is this, is he has chosen us. He has chosen us to join him. He doesn't need us, but he wants us. He wants us to join him in sharing the message of Jesus throughout the world to the ends of the earth. God has a plan. And God's plan is salvation. The salvation of all people. So God's plan, God's plan in Jesus. Did you know that Jesus' name says it all? You know what Jesus' name means? Jesus means the Lord is salvation. That's his name. His name says it all. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. 
for he will save his people from their sins. His name says it all. The Lord is salvation. Moreover, Matthew tells us, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus Christ. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name what? Emmanuel, which means God with us. The name Jesus reveals his purpose. The name Jesus reveals his purpose. The Lord is salvation. The name Emmanuel reveals his identity. Who is he? Who is he? God with us. God has come to dwell among us, to save us from sin. Jesus is God in the flesh. Jesus is Savior of humanity. So what do we mean when we talk about Jesus, the Savior of humanity? Does humanity really need saving? You see, Jesus came to save us from that which we could never save ourselves. There are many problems in this world that humans have solved. Human ingenuity and creativity that comes from God is absolutely remarkable. And I believe that there are many problems that humans will still solve. But there are some things that humanity has never solved and never will solve without God. Two of those things are sin and death. Sin and death. Humanity will never solve the problem of sin and death. But Jesus came and Jesus solved the problem of sin and death. And Jesus is your Savior because he has solved what no one was ever able to solve, the problem of sin and death. First sin. You'll never understand Christmas if you don't understand the sin problem. More personally, you'll never understand Christmas if you fail to understand your own sin problem. The coming of Jesus Christ completely and totally revolves around the problem of the sin of humanity, of your sin and of my sin. No one has ever been able to solve the sin that dwells within us. Today, you can make a commitment to leave this place and never sin again. Do you know what I say to that? Good luck. Good luck. Come back to me next week and tell me how that worked out. <laughs> you can't do it. You can't do it. The other problem that humanity has never been able to solve is, is the problem of death. People have been trying to solve the death problem. And, and humankind has been successful to cure many diseases, it's true. Some speculate that as science progresses, we'll live even longer. And I'm all for that. But no human has and no human will permanently solve the death problem. Sin leads to death. That's why Jesus came. 
Not only did he solve the sin problem, in solving the sin problem, he solved the death problem. He is your savior from sin and death. Jesus said to Martha at the graveside of Lazarus, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. He says, whoever believes in me, though they die, yet shall they live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. You get that? One day your body will be laid in the ground. It's inevitable. But that doesn't mean you will die. You will actually be raised imperishable. Your actual body will be raised even from death. From Jesus flows the fountain of eternal life. Jesus' name says it all. He is the Lord. And he is our salvation. He is God in the flesh. He is Emmanuel. Come to save his creation from sin and death. So Joseph's eyes were opened. Joseph came to believe. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. And he took his wife. He took his wife. But he knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he, that is Joseph, Joseph called his name Jesus. Jesus. I pray that you trust in Jesus today as your Savior. For many, Christmas is a time of joy. It's a time of festivity. But the point of Christmas is lost. They don't get it. For many, Christmas is painful. And the pain is magnified when the point of Christmas is lost. If you enter this season with joy, but your joy is not grounded in the reality of who Jesus is, if your joy is not grounded in the reality of Jesus' name, the Savior, the joy only lasts until the lights come down and the trees put away or thrown out to the curb. But for those who trust in the Savior, there is joy and there is peace that abides. It abides. And this joy and this peace turns into eternal joy and eternal peace in the new heaven and in the new earth. If you're not looking forward to Christmas because it's painful, know this. Jesus is with you. He is your Emmanuel. He walks with you through these difficult days to be with you and to comfort you. In the first chapter of Matthew, we learned that who Jesus is. Who is Jesus? He is Emmanuel. He is with us. And then in the last chapter of Matthew, we're given the promise again. The very last verse of Matthew's gospel actually brings us all the way back to his birth. Emmanuel, God with us. And then Jesus says, Lo, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus is with you. He'll never love you. 
He loves you. He loves you. He came to save you. And he will never leave you. So today we want to pray for you at Maple Park Church. We believe in the presence of God. We believe that Jesus is here. We believe that God works mightily through prayer. Because he's here. He's among us. We believe in Jesus. We believe in Emmanuel. God with us. The Savior is present for all in need today. Are you sick in your body? Do you carry sorrow in your heart? Do you need the assurance of eternal life? We invite you to believe in Jesus. We invite you to come and to receive prayer today. At the end of the service, I'll be present at this altar to pray for any in need today. If you need to know the presence of Christ today, come forward and let me pray with you. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you for your goodness and your faithfulness. We thank you for your presence among us. Fill our hearts once again with the joy and the peace of Jesus, the Savior, with the joy and the peace of Emmanuel, God with us. For those here today who carry heavy burdens, I pray that you would lift the burdens from their hearts through the power of your word, through the power of your Holy Spirit, it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.